Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mornings with Ron. You know, I'm feeling a little bit um, nostalgic this week. It is Thanksgiving week, and uh, we're coming up on a Thanksgiving like um, no other. And in many cases, there are lots of us who can't be together with our family and friends. Because I was feeling nostalgic, I decided that, you know, maybe I want to go back and revisit some of the messages that um, I previously delivered. And uh, these are messages that come straight out of my book. I also have a second reason for doing that. I've had many requests from people asking to hear some of the messages from my book in my own words. And uh, as many of you know who have listened to the audio version of the book, um, I I hired someone to do the reading for me, the professional reading um, that's available out on Amazon, who did just a fantastic job. But uh, I still get requests from people saying, could you please just read some of your stories so we can hear them come from your words? And a lot of people said to me, I think you should have narrated your own book. But uh, I didn't really have the, the studio and the equipment to actually do that. So I didn't. I went through the book and I was, uh, as I often do, go back and read some of my own stories sometimes as I'm trying to navigate my life path and just figure out uh, what I need to do to get through the day or get through the week or get through the hour or the minute, you know, even uh, with all the stuff that's going on right now. So I picked out five of my favorites that I wanted to share with you this week on this Thanksgiving week um, that I hope somehow find a way into your heart and help you navigate your life path. The first message this week was, uh, what does your palate look like? And one of my favorite things about getting out of bed in the morning is that I get the chance to be a master artist. With my first foot on the floor, I'm starting with a blank canvas that can be anything I want it to be. Choices of the past may have influenced how I got to this moment, but the choices I make from this minute forward will shape what my day, week, and eventually my life will become. One of the things I focus on lately in my meditation is the importance of not letting the mistakes and bad choices that I've made affect the choices that I will make going forward. Growing is learning, and mistakes are a part of that process as we try our best to figure out this thing called life. Bad choices do not mean we have a license to punish ourselves for the rest of our life. Good choices provide validation that we're on the right path and doing what is necessary to make our lives whole and fulfilled. Equally important is not letting others step on the painting that we are trying to create. It's not theirs, it's ours, and their negativity and lack of support should not be used as an excuse for not making it the most beautiful picture that it can be. And while we can learn from our mistakes, dwelling on them and allowing them to be a primary color in our palette does us no justice. As you work on your canvas today, take a good long look at your colors and decide what the painting is going to look like. Will your primary colors be blacks, grays, and other dark colors? Or will you choose the vibrant colors that will shape the life that you truly want and deserve? This next message uh, I actually wrote when I was thinking about, you know, we get up every day and we live our lives. And do we really like life or are we in love with it? Or do we love being alive and just experiencing every one of the 525,600 minutes that we're given every year. And obviously, we're going to have bad days, but this particular message I titled, Are You in Love with Being Alive? I believe we often forget to fall in love with being alive. It's difficult to turn on the television, read a Facebook post, or see a news story without some element of sadness or death being a part of what we see. 
I mean, it's all around us. It often consumes us and it makes us look at our own mortality. When we are young, we feel infallible, indestructible, and believe that nothing can touch us. As we age and start to lose those around us, the importance of enjoying life becomes even more significant. Every one of our 1,440 minutes in a day is an opportunity to open our souls and let life in, to enjoy the mundane with the exciting and know that each are a gift we have been given as we breathe that next breath of life. Acknowledging and working through the strife that comes with that journey only makes us stronger and more aware to make the most of the time that we are given. Why is it so hard to enjoy the simple things of our day? Things like taking that first step out of bed when another day greets us, hugging our loved ones goodbye as we send them off on their day, sitting with that first cup of coffee or tea, or meditating, praying, or just being alone with our thoughts. Throughout the day, we should do the things that make us smile, laugh, cry, and feel emotion. And then when we lay our heads down on our pillows at night, we can give thanks for the gift of another day and all it had to offer. When we come to the point where we have filled our lives with those things that make us happy, we are armed with the artillery we need to weather the things that make us sad. Feeling alive, present, and allowing ourselves to experience life as it was meant to be gives us a reason to fall in love with being alive every day. What will you do with your 1,440 minutes today? This next message uh, I I wrote, you know, I, one of my favorite movies is Steel Magnolias. And I, you know, coming from the South, I just love the strength and resilience of these women who just uh, are, are like uh, oak trees out there in, the, in their pillars of community and, and in their different ways. And there was a quote from there that uh, Shelby said that made me think about this message that I titled, Have Your 30 Minutes of Something Wonderful. If you've seen the movie Steel Magnolias, then you know this quote well. Shelby says this when she finds out she's having a baby despite her struggle with diabetes. She understood the issues she could face, but she made the choice to enjoy one of life's beautiful joys despite the risk. My friend and I were recently talking about this quote, and I happened to think about when opportunities in life are scariest and how not taking advantage of them would leave me with a lifetime of nothing special. We all live our lives in different ways. Some of us take life by the reins and do everything we can to make it all that it can be. Some of us live life in fear that if we attempt to do something, we may fail. Others choose the sheltered approach and decide that a lifetime of nothing special was just their destiny. And how unfortunate is that? Every morning when we wake up, our life can take many different paths and can be full of landmines that we may not even expect. But sometimes there can be something on the other side of those landmines that truly makes our life spectacular. Taking the risk that could result in us having that 30 minutes of something wonderful makes navigating those potential landmines worth it. When I look back over my life, I find there were many instances where I made decisions that didn't turn out so well. But there were just as many where I took the option that was in front of me, faced the risk, and wound up making my life just that much more special. Using my gut as my guide allows me to live a full and complete life rather than one that is really nothing special. The next time you're facing the option of that 30 minutes of wonderful or a lifetime of nothing special, I hope you do yourself a favor and choose the wonderful. 
I always say that we get one chance at life and there are no do-overs. We all deserve fulfilling and amazing lives. These next two messages I go back to a lot because anyone who knows uh, a parent who's dealing with a child with Down syndrome knows how special a parent is in taking care of that child and how special the child is to those that are around them and how much love that they show. And I wrote these stories uh, after a visit with my sister-in-law, Debbie, um, who has a Down syndrome child. And I always think about them when I need some kind of resilience or strength to get me through something, when I know what they're going through and how they make the most out of um, the life that they live. So this first message I wrote about actually Debbie herself, and I call this a mother's special love. I want to share with you a story about a person who's been in my life for many years. I've always looked up to how she lives her life as a mother. She's someone who shows strength and resolve while facing her responsibilities. And because of her circumstances, this takes extra effort beyond the normal mothering requirements. This woman meets her responsibilities head on and acts on them in a way that creates a special bond between her and her daughter that some mothers only wish they had. When you're an expectant mother, you experience lots of excitement as you get ready for the day you will meet your child for the first time. As much as you think you're ready for that moment, nothing can prepare you for the birth of a Down syndrome child and the painstaking extra care and surgeries the child needs. There are so many ways people can deal with this situation. How they do so defines the kind of parent they are and will be. If you've never had the wonderful opportunity of meeting a Down syndrome child, you're missing out. They truly are the gift that keeps on giving. They are filled with immeasurable love and compassion, but caring for them requires a skill that no one can prepare you for and no textbook can teach you. However, a mother's love should never be underestimated. Its power knows no limits, and such is the case with my sister-in-law, Debbie. Every time Debbie, her daughter Courtney, and I are together, I leave them with newfound respect and admiration for how they've carved out a life for themselves that is unique and their own. Courtney has grown into adulthood, and Debbie has an extraordinary way of forging a balance between being a mother and a friend. And this has created one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever seen. They go out to lunch together, get their nails done together, go to movies together, and do all the mother-daughter things that those duos do. Debbie has learned the art of caring for a Down syndrome child who is now an adult. She has faced the reality that it's no longer her life, it's our life, with dignity and grace. And when it's necessary to draw the line between friend and mother, Debbie does it with a combination of firmness and compassion. This really is a beautiful thing to watch. In a world where we hear about neglect and abuse almost daily on the evening news, I'm fortunate to have a mother like Debbie in my life who personifies what a mother is all about. I'm especially honored to be a part of a family where I get to experience the extra special love needed to care for a special needs child. Today and every day, I want to honor Debbie, who shows us consistently that a mother's special love is a beautiful thing. And after writing that message, of course, I had to write a message uh, about Courtney, who is one of the most loving children that you'll ever want to meet in your entire life. And I titled that particular message, The Gift That Keeps On Giving. I had the pleasure of Courtney coming into my life when she was four years old. 
Interacting with a Down syndrome child was not new to me because I had a cousin close to my age who had special needs as well. I learned at an early age that they were very special people and they have a uniqueness about them that endears them to your heart. If you've never had the opportunity to interact with a child or adult with this condition, then you're missing out. They have boundless love and compassion, and Courtney is certainly no exception. From the moment we first met, I knew we were going to hit it off. Courtney is a kind individual with Personality Plus. She is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. I tell Debbie, her mother, all the time that she could have her own TV show. The way things come out of her mouth with the innocence of a child, but the wit of an adult astounds me every time I'm around her. And although she is an adult, mentally she's at a much lower level. Yet at times, I believe she is way smarter than many adults I know, including me. One of the things I admire most about Courtney is her desire to serve. Put her in the kitchen and you'll think you're at a five-star restaurant. Take her to a restaurant and she immediately joins the staff and starts seating patrons. Visiting a local restaurant that she and Debbie frequent is an experience in itself. She commands attention from the staff and the patrons with a sense of love and caring that is beautiful to watch. If you ever meet Courtney, first she'll show you her nails, and then she'll advise you that a color you're wearing matches her clothes. This is a given. Spend a little more time with her, and you will discover she is an incredible person. Her personality permeates your entire being, and she quickly carves out a place in your heart that will belong to her forever. Unfortunately, not all individuals respond to special needs individuals appropriately. One of my pet peeves is people who have negative reactions to special needs children and adults. I've occasionally shared my thoughts about the reactions with them, which often catches them off guard. Sometimes it's a lack of knowledge, and sometimes it's a fear. Often it's downright stupidity. Anyone who has spent any time around special needs people understands that they come with challenges, but ultimately what you get from them is so worth it. I am blessed to have special needs children in my life. I consider myself one of the luckiest people in the world because they share with me a little part of them. Their love and compassion are truly the gift that keeps on giving. And what's more beautiful than that? And there you have it. Another episode of Mornings with Ron. You know, when you think about these people that just radiate, you know, beauty and love, it just makes you feel like these are the things that we need in our world right now as we try to deal with all of the things that are going on around us. We're so divided. We're divided with our own families. We're divided uh, as a society. We're divided in our neighborhoods. And at some point, we have to find that love and compassion that we all need to bring us back together. It's easy at the holidays or easier as we're feeling more love and compassion that comes along with Thanksgiving and all of the other holidays that follow. But we need to have that love and compassion all throughout the year. So as we move into 2021 and we move out of this year that's been difficult for most of us, let's dig a little deeper and see what we can find to bring us together as a common people again, respect each other for who we are, and find the love and compassion that we need to make this world exactly what it needs to be. With that, I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I wish you all the love that this season can bring you. And as always, as you're out and about, remember to be the reason that someone smiles. Mm -hmm.